Hey everyone, this is Maddox. Uh, before we start the show, I want to apologize for something. We tried recording without our usual audio person, Andrea Miller, and as a result, a chunk of the audio off the top of the episode was lost. Since trying to re-record improv always ends up losing the spark of the original, we decided to record a summary of the lost audio instead. But don't worry, it's only the first couple minutes and we've made contingencies so this won't ever happen again. Thanks for sticking with us while we try to figure this show out. We're trying to make Caverns and Comedians the best it can possibly be, but it's still a work in progress. We appreciate all your support. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, Balgor began using the skull of Cornelius, the murdered kobold, as a puppet, and Cornelius's role in the party escalated quickly. After fighting more kobolds and a suit of armor, the party obtained the kidney. The party is in the water treatment room, having finally retrieved the kidney. Maldar throws Agata's unconscious body over his shoulder because the party's normal heavy lifter is nowhere to be found. Upon leaving the room, they discover a skull with a note in its mouth. It's from Balgor, and it reads, Dearest friends and compatriots, I have left to find Cornelius's family and to try and atone for the hardship that I have caused them. I've left his skull in your care until I return. Protect it! But please do not look for me, for I know not where I will be. Your friend, Balgor. Dictated, but not read. How do I stop this? Maldar takes the skull and the party exits through the clearly marked fire exits, and they head back to Coney Wetbottoms. Upon arriving, they discover Coney is arguing with a gnome paladin named Fook. Hello, my name is Fook Wimbles, and I'm a knight of this realm, or a, a similar one from nearby, where milk is also sold in bags. Fook is looking for an evil sorceress that wiped out his entire family. I seek the sorceress who destroyed my village and killed my people. Is she, have you have you seen a sorceress around him? Tallish? Has hair? Wears robes? Um, I don't remember her name. I should have written it down. Which Coney denies knowing anything about. After agreeing to help Fook, Fook heals Agata. Though something about Fook seems off. Hello, my name is Fook. Yeah, you already said that. So getting to his problem is delayed while they deal with getting a reward from Coney. In return for the magical kidney, Coney agrees to modify the illusion of his business so that the windows appear clean, because remember that was the reason they went on this quest in the first place. He also agrees to sign the work order from the city and give them a good review. He also throws in four magical items, a magically enhanced sword, slippers that allow you to walk on walls, and a bag of holding, which Fook explains are... Bags of holding are very useful. We used to keep our dead in one so that family could always be around. They also work as latrines. A statement which concerns the rest of the group. The final item is a ring that can be used for healing, but before they take it, Coney offers to let them exchange any one item for whatever is in the mystery box. An impressively ornate and interesting decorated box covered with question marks. The party trades the ring for whatever may be inside and Coney slowly opens the box to reveal a bottle. Maldar takes out the bottle and reads the ingredients label on the back and the nutritional facts. It 
possesses none of those. Uh, it does read filter of love. What is this? Ooh, this is this is one of my special items. I, I don't I don't normally give it away, but it was the mystery box. So with the, the mystery, I love the mystery box. As Coney Wetbottom is describing the love potion, Phoenix steals the ornate box, the mystery box. You do manage to uh, sneak around him, and while he's talking excitedly about the potion and gesturing towards it, you manage to get your hands on the mystery box. The dial turns, spins, the lid opens, and a large boxing glove bounces out and hits you in the face. That's what a, that's what a nat 20 gets me? Oh, that's the luckiest possible outcome you could get from trying to steal my box. Don't steal my box. Right, well, the next time you see a creature within ten minutes after drinking the filter of love, you become charmed by that creature for an hour. It's best not to take it yourselves, I imagine. But it can make someone love you is what I'm I'm understanding from this. For an hour. Mm-hmm. An hour should do. Mulder slides the potion into his trench coat. I really should not have given that to a man wearing a trench coat. <laughs> Well, all right. I guess we've got uh, everything that we need uh, and everything that we came for. Uh, Finnick takes the slippers. Agata takes the sword. I guess that leaves me with the bag of pooping. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, once again, please do not poop in the bag, Fook. Just... If you do, tell me and don't tell him. It'll be super funny. I'm not quite through with you yet. But now we have to go help Fook with his Fookin' problems. I'll I'll know the sorceress when I see her, I imagine. I don't think that's going to be a productive use of your time. Do you have something else in mind for us again? Are we going to look for a spleen, perhaps? Well, you're on the right track. But I was speaking more of an artifact called the eyes. <sighs> We're not, like, body part repair guys. We don't just go out and get body parts. We keep on taking this kid's body parts. He's not going to be able to do anything with them. And technically, two of us do repair body parts. Um, that you have a point, Fook. They aren't body parts. You may notice that the kidney is not really a kidney. These, these are sort of metaphorical names for magical artifacts of great power. You do understand that, right? Could you have not come up with something a little less? I, I didn't name it. it what, these are ancient and powerful artifacts. I didn't name them. You could name them now, though. Going forward, you could use whatever terminology you wanted. Could right. you, you could have us look for George. Call it George. Nah, I know a George once. He was a dick. Look, it's called the kidney because whatever you put through it, uh, you add you add something to it. It's almost like you feel... Yeah, that's yeah, the it, source of the pixie dust that whitens teeth. We know. Uh, we went through this. We know, okay? Jesus Christ. We've already figured this out. Unless this eye does another thing that the city doesn't want us to know about, if it's involved in another massive conspiracy of which I already have prior knowledge, I don't see why it's what not. What I'm trying to accomplish is very important, and it might just be the only thing keeping you alive. Yes, but Finnick is dying already. That's true. So. Oh, shut up! Yeah, he, from within his pockets, he pulls out uh, a syringe and stabs Finnick right in the neck. Yeah! There. You've had your shots. Yes, that's great that you just stabbed the little man. It was it was a syringe. It was medicine. Finnick is nowhere to be seen because he has leapt into the rafters. Technically, I don't work for this city as far as I know. Oh, you're unlicensed? 
That's actually uh, a lot worse with the current political climate. If you're unlicensed adventurer, if you, you heard go about the hero pit, yeah, you go straight to the hero pit. The, the hero pit? Yes, it used to be an, an endlessly deep pit. Now it's just mostly very deep. Oh, so it's filled up with bodies. Yes. Mm. He got onto that really fast. He figured it out real good. He's he's bright. Well, I'm a gnome. We 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 understand these things. Finnick has dropped down behind Wet Bottom, uh, once again ready to take him out at a moment's notice. I gotta move so that Wet Bottom's back is directly to Finnick. <laughs> this is much more difficult than it should be. <laughs> the eyes are two gemstones that can focus magical power. Gemstones. How big are the gemstones? Do you mean that these eyes are the dual gems that focus magic? The ones that they've used to look at the moon? The ones that they found to write down the moon secrets? Is that what we're talking about? The magical binoculars that find the moon, moon secrets? No, the... I, what? The I, moon I, secret I, goggles! They're, they focus magic, and they've allowed the agencies that run the world to look at the moon and find what's written on the moon, which is the secrets to controlling the minds of the populace. So, Fook, uh... This guy's a real nerd. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they've been using the moon secrets to try to control us for thousands of years. They even tried to convince us once that they had sent someone up there, you know? And it turned out they had. They'd sent people to the moon to look at the fine print on the moon secrets. The only reason that Finnick has not interrupted him yet is because he's still behind Coney Wetbottom waiting for a moment to strike. Finnick, come on. Get on me. Get, get, you're on my side with this, right? Get, get on me? What What sort of group have I just joined? I'm just saying get on my side. You, 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 you know about the moon secrets, right? Like, shut up. I was actually kind of enjoying that, right? That's one right there. I, I don't know what these moon secrets are that you're speaking of. These these are called the eyes. They focus magical power. That's all you really need to know. Aside from the fact that it may be in the possession of some unsavory types. Well, I'm convinced that this sounds exactly like what the moon binoculars are, and I've been trying to crack this open for years, so I'm on board. Let's get the moon binoculars. Sure, let's go get the moon binoculars. But can we please sleep first, rest up a little yeah, bit? We'll, we just we'll, got hacked up a we'll bit. Go, we'll go to the nearest pub or inn, and we'll get some rest. Look, but This all then... ties in together. I think we can help each other out. Look, I need you to go to a, a tavern called the Pennant Race. The Penetrate? The Pennant Race, as in sports... Oh. You penetrate, yes. Oh, it's a sports right. tavern. Oh, wait. Uh, the Pennant Race. They actually have really good food there. They have, like, the best chicken wings in the entire city. Oh, my God. I'm starving. I would suggest the honey garlic grilled. <laughs> yeah. No, those are good. I think they're on special today. Right. I just need you to go there because the people who possess the eyes. Are you all listening? Uh-huh. Do we get reimbursed for business meals? You have to go there. Because the people who have the eyes are probably going to send someone there as part of the grand protection racket. Do you understand? So wait, really have the eyes? Or we're just looking for a random guy being sent to a tavern? I How mean, do we I know? Mean, I mean, it's the night when the, the chicken fingers are on sale. There are going to be a lot of people it's there. It's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be really busy. Honey garlic. It yeah. makes sense to me, you know. A tavern yeah. where random guys walk in all the time and we have to find one of the random guys. That oh, is yeah. not obscure at all. Agata gives Wet Bottom a very dirty look. I'm asking you to interrupt a shakedown and use that to gain... I don't shouldn't have to explain how this works. My friend John Hortense runs the bar. Just talk to him. I... I can't... I, I just... 
I just can't. I just the can't. illusion of Coney Wetbottom reappears and the master is leaving you. You have to get out now. We're closed. Get out. I think we broke him. What a loser guy. Hello, my name is Fook. <laughs> <laughs> so you venture back outside. You're in the busy, bustling market quarter. It's uh, It had been a bit of a long adventure for you, so it's fairly early in the morning, actually, and there's... You can smell the bakeries working and the fishmongers mongering. And... So take us to the wings at the pennant race. Yeah, no, this place is great, guys. You'll, you're going to love it. it, it uh, uh, there's lots of cool memorabilia on the wall, too, from uh, the Lansing career that the, the owner had. That's great, but there's food there, right? Oh, yeah, there's so much good food. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's really fatty. Uh, everything's got, uh, like, all the herbs and spices on it, like so many herbs and spices. And do they have rooms where we can rest? Too? Yeah, yeah, they got some rooms upstairs. Yeah, okay. it's nice. We should check it out, guys. We, oh, yeah, we are on our way there now. I gotta stop just gushing about how much I love this place. You've spoken so long about it, you're now standing in front of it. It is a fairly large tavern uh, because it's owned by the famous John Hortense. There's a, a banner out front called the Pennant Race with a little drawing of him on his horse with his lance. Uh, it is his trademark color purple. Okay, let's not try and start any fights this time. Can we do that? Mm, Maldar. Phoenix. 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 Agatha. Phoenix. If there's an evil sorceress inside, I can't promise anything. Oh, that's true. Keep an eye out for this evil sorceress. She's tall. She has hair. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, just once again. You're, you're pretty short, so how, how tall do you mean? Like, Is she taller than me? Um. Well, everyone looks tall from this angle. So wait a second. That's helpful. She's tall. She has hair. How do you know it's not her? Are you an evil sorceress? Fook draws his battle axe. I gotta look sideways at Finnick. <laughs> a crowd gathers around this gnome holding an axe. Evil woman, did you destroy my village? Do if if you think if I destroyed your village, you think you'd be standing right now waiting to go into a tavern with me to have some chicken wings? Well, you got evil ways. You could be planning to finish me off to destroy all of the gnomes of my town. Agata shakes her head and just walks into the tavern. Inside, it's not especially well lit uh, because it's early in the morning and it's not really their busy time because it's, as I said, morning and this is more of a tavern for drinking. And there's only one man sitting at the end of the bar. He's got a rumpled coat on. He's sipping from his mug of beer. He looks up at you and goes, Meh, as he gestures towards you with his beer as he takes a drink and head back down. You think that's him? No, that's not the owner. That's not the famous John Hortense. His picture is on all of the walls. Well, no, not, not John Hortense, the guy that we're supposed to interrupt. He doesn't seem to be doing anything to interrupt unless you mean sleeping. A waitress walks up to you. She's human, but she's fairly short for a human. She's got curly hair. She looks a little bit middle-aged. And... Hey, folk, I found your sorceress. Fook draws his battle axe and climbs up onto the table. Evil woman, did you kill my village? Look, we don't take kindly to violence in here. You're going to have to put the sword away, little man. And no, I didn't kill your village. It's a battle axe. Oh, whatever. Sorry, just put the hatchet down. And maybe we can work something out here. What, you're looking for you're looking for breakfast? Need a room? So you're not a sorceress? No, I'm not. No. Okay. Fook climbs down. We, we take a room and some, a couple orders of the honey, honey garlic, garlic chicken, chicken, chicken wings. Yeah. We'll chicken be serving wings. those later tonight, but uh, 
At, so you mean we can't get five. Five. We, we can can't... have we have eggs right now. It's it's morning. Well, I'll take some like eggs. I, I'll take some eggs. I'm yeah. hungry either way. I'll have mine scrambled, please. Yeah. By the way, are we getting one room? How many beds are in a room? There's two. Well, we have. I'm not sleeping rooms. with poop bag. <laughs> Well, it's a magical bag. You hardly notice the smell after a while. Sorry, there's a room available that has two double beds, or you can get in the sleeper special with everybody else in the hammocks. You can pay a gold if you want the fancy suite. We only got one of those. We can put, we can, we can, there's enough beds in the suite. We could all share that and be comfortable, right? Yeah. It's one big heart-shaped bed. I'll go with that. I think we should negotiate. Hello? My name is Fook. I'm sorry I drew a weapon on you earlier. It was meant in the best of intentions, because I thought you were an evil woman who killed people. I would like a room, you lovely lady. Well, for you, we do have something special. She gestures towards a dog bed in the corner. Sold! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you guys, I'm taking the heart-shaped bed. It looks nice and soft. I've been there before. It's great. And you're welcome to join or not. All right, my name is Rhea. Just let me know if you need anything. She hands you a heart-shaped keychain. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take a, a room with the two double beds if somebody wants the other bed. All right, I'll do that. Fook wanders back, sipping out of a dog bowl. Could I get a high chair? Agata goes to her room to rest and wait for her food to Mother arrive. also heads up to his room uh, for some <laughs> private time. Finnick also goes up to his and Agata's room. Yeah, let's hear the pillow talk. Oh, God. So, uh, you ever met a lightfoot halfling before? What? A lightfoot halfling? No. Because that's what I am. I just, uh, do you, uh... I got a picks up a pillow and throws it across and hits him smack in the head. Go to sleep, little man. I'll take that as flirting. Great. I'm going to sleep. I'm happy with this. It was a good interaction. So what is Maldar doing alone on his heart-shaped bed? Uh, well, Maldar will take out a strange device that he always hides in his trench coat and looks like a, a tiny little small radio. It's a speaker, and he tunes it, uh, and it starts to make a little staticky voice that he talks to that is indistinguishable to anyone but his own ears. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing my best. Could 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 I maybe get like a little more uh, power, or or maybe 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 a friend? I mean, my current friends are kind of mean a lot of the time. Oh yeah, that'll work. Thank you so much, Master. That's amazing. Okay, great. Uh, turning off. Uh, and then Maldar casts Find Familiar, uh, and he summons a sprite, uh, which he names Marvina. Fook has dragged the bed closer to the fire. Curled up with his dog bowl, just forgetting everything and why he is there and who he is there with. So uh, time passes. You you rest up. You strengthen up. And now it's actually busy and bustling in the pennant race. It's full of people. They're all chowing down on their time-appropriate wings. And there's a man behind the bar with the greatest shock of slightly graying hair that you've ever seen. This evil sorceress had two feet and two hands, bipedal by nature. And then what happened? And then she destroyed everyone. She killed everyone, but she didn't kill me. She just knocked me down, and I hit my head and woke up two days later. This guy kills me. We, we gotta have him in here every day. I mean, it'd just be great. He's got a poop bag, you know. How did you know about my poop bag? What do you mean, how? It's Finnick. 
My name is Fook. Yeah, we know Fook. We met you yesterday. Oh, did you? It's us. All it, right. It is us. Do you not recognize uh, us? I'll take your word for it. This guy's great. He's like a goldfish. You go up and sit up at the four empty stools at the bar, and the dashingly good-looking man walks up and says, Hi, John Hortense. You might, you might recognize me from everywhere. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm actually a, a fairly big fan of your work, uh, especially um, your secret work. Well, hello there. Hello, my name is Fook. Yes, we've met several times, but Ooh. it's fun every time. It's great to meet you, Fook. So uh, I heard uh, that you fight lizard people secretly at night. Look, if you're talking about the tabletop gaming we do here, it's a great hit. Yeah, I certainly do. Would you like to join? We're always looking for more people to play. All right, I see. You can't talk about the lizard people slaying in the middle of the day in front of all these people, but we'll we'll talk later. I don't actually... We'll talk later. Right. Right now, um, Coney sent us? Oh, Coney, that guy. That, you can hardly keep him out of here some nights, and the morning afters are not pretty, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, he's a real hoot. Oh, yeah, he gets up on the bar, starts dancing, he calls it Coyote Ugly. Wait, are you talking about the big Coney or the little Coney? Yeah, the guy, the guy at the magic shop, right? Yeah, he's he's a great dancer. Yeah, like the gnome, or the big one, or the, the little gnome one. The human. He, no, he, he's half elf. Yeah, no, the, huh. he really lets loose. Huh? Hmm. Huh? Why is this confusing for us? I just we, like we met a... him yesterday. He was uh, kind of a stick in the mud. Oh yeah, did we? Yeah, certainly yes. a wet bottom. He's not he's not a good man when he's hungover, but he he's a good man at heart. Oh, he's just he was hungover. hungover. Oh, okay, that he actually must sense. love us. Oh, fantastic! He's wow, probably, yeah, he's oh, probably geez. just we come in, we see him, he's hungover. That's why he's oh, he's a crotchety around us. <laughs> he, he takes a while to warm up to people. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, we're so, delightful. Can I get you a pound of wings each? Yes, yes. please. Yeah. Wait, you're getting us a pound of wings each. Well, I thank you for the offer. Yes, I'll take a pound of wings each. I will gladly accept your kind offer. Look, for her, for her, it's free. For you, half price. We share the same room, and I spit in her mouth. No, don't try to. <laughs> no, hey, he didn't. I well, look, no. I don't judge. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'll try anything once, except yes. folk dancing. Clearly, he's giving a discount to people of the clerical nature. <laughs> Fook holds up his shield with a holy symbol on it. I follow the god of. He looks like a kangaroo with antlers on him, as um, holding what might be a snow cone. Does that look familiar? It's the man in the uniform of a city postal service. Uh, walks up to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a well-known fact that uh, that 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 is the symbol of the god Persephone. She's uh, she's their domain is the woods and the rivers. Right? Yeah. Good to know. You know how it's awkward once you've known someone for a certain period of time and you don't know what their name is? And you're like, I don't want to ask because it would be rude because we've been speaking for so long. So her name is Purpipity. Oh, Miff. Nah, John is just sort of t- rolling his eyes. He likes to go on. I just want free wings. Can't always do everything free. Maybe we can work something out. Maybe we can. Oh, you and I can definitely work out. We are in the same room. I got a hit spinnick under the table. Kicks him in the shins. I'll take that as a sign of flirting. Hey, well, if you've been sent by Coney, maybe. Maybe uh, I was telling him a little tale about some trouble I've been having. Like, yeah, oh. he said you had a lead on the moon binoculars. Now, the whole point of what? us being here is for you to tell us. Well, it's it's not really a, a happy tale because we're kind of getting shaken down. There's a, there's been a, there's been a gang that's been moving into the area. They, Ooh, a gang of evil to us? Yes, precisely. They, uh, they call themselves the... Lazy, all-seeing eye. 
then you are in luck because you have a knight of this realm or an adjacent realm of a similar sort at your service, sir. Well, I, I thank you for it. I just need you to... We're probably going to send somebody in to go collect protection money, and I... It's not that I can't pay. I'm doing quite well for myself. It's just I don't want to get involved in that sort of thing, and I need somebody maybe to, uh, maybe to tell them to leave me alone. And in return, you get us the information on the magical artifact we're trying to find? I don't know all that much about it, but when I told Coney it was the lazy, all-seeing eye, he got very interested. Yeah, keep in mind that uh, the name of the gang is close to the name of what we're looking for and close to the name of what Agatha cannot stay, stop staring into with this man over here. Would you just stop that? What? Uh, what? What? Me? Me? No. Agatha continues to stare longingly into his eyes. So if you guys want some of that sweet, sweet free wings, just, uh... No need! Good deed is its own reward. Thanks. And uh, then no, we no, can... No, 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 no. We'll, we'll have our wings. We'll have the free wings. wings. That'll be fun. Yeah. Time passes a bit. You get some beers. You get some... Chicken wings, sitting at the bar with you is the guy who was there earlier. Still, he's a bit more lively now that he's gotten enough beer into him. His friends are all around. Uh, he sits beside Miff, the messenger. Uh, also, there's a rather intelligent-looking man sitting beside him. A bit balding. He's got very well-manicured hair on the back of his head, at least. This man is a cleric, but he doesn't dress like a normal cleric. He... Uh, like he doesn't really seem like he'd belong in this bar, but he is also drinking heavily with the guys beside him and joking around. Uh, Mulder's going to try to figure out what he can perceive about the drunk that they saw when they came you in. You feel like this guy is always there. He, he just seems almost as though he's a part of the scenery. He's just all, he's always there. There's nothing, there's nothing all that weird about him, except you somehow feel like you've seen him before. He just seems like the most familiar thing there is. While the drunk man's friends are around him, Finnick attempts to pickpocket uh, each and every one of them. As Finnick is reaching into their pockets, uh, Norm, the guy sitting at the end of the bar, farts loudly right onto your hand. (laughs) (laughs) And the reverberations of this on his butt alert him to the presence of your nimble fingers. God damn it. There's nothing you could take from me that my wife didn't already. Ah, you made this sad. Uh, apologies, let me buy you a beer. And then she turns to the cleric. Uh, my name is Agatha, and you? Fragir, my dear. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Usually I don't see such lovely women in here. Ugh. Well, it's, al- it's always nice to meet another cleric, although I mainly do uh, psychiatric evaluations. I'm more of a cleric of the mind. Oh, oh, you you deal with the mind rather than the the physical ailments. Oh, well, sometimes I will deal with a body. Uh, any chance you could look at our uh, new friend Fook here, who seems to have forgotten who we are already? Hello, my name is Fook. <laughs> Hello again. Oh. Uh, right, or have I, you already talked earlier tonight? Yes, we've been through this. He can't afford me. Fair enough. I'm just going to go to the washroom for a moment. I've got a bag. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> The, door, the front door of the bar is kicked open, and a rather scruffy-looking person wearing a purple bandana with the face on it that it covers his eyes, but on where his eyes would be, uh, there is a there are two eyes painted on. One looks directly at you. You feel it piercing your soul. The other one is looking slightly down and to the left. Wait, two eyes like those things that they were talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I think these are probably the guys that he wanted us to deal with. Hey, Hormte... 
Did you get to get yourself some uh, some muscle for this? Look, just pay up or things will go badly for you. My friends will come back and you don't you don't want that, do you? Agata draws her new fancy sword and says, "Yes, we do actually." Maldar holds up a finger uh, and then reaches into his bag and pulls out Cornelius's skull and uh, makes an intimi- tries to intimidate them by saying, uh, this is the last guy who underestimated us. The bandit starts to back up. Look, I was just told to say pay up or else. They didn't really tell me what the else was. So, look, just consider the message delivered, right? No, I think you should sit down. Come here. Finnick has cr- uh, crawled along the back of the bar, closer to where the man is standing. Fook steps forward as well, drawing his battle axe. I can tell that between one and seven of you are enemies of me right now. And I'm fairly confident I know who they are. I I don't, I, I can't stay. Uh, I'm just gonna, all right, you guys, you do your thing. Finnick jumps up from behind the bar and sh- slams the door shut behind him. Why don't you stay a while? At this point, our party is all four sides around him. Look, I, all right, you want to know where else? He raises his crossbow and points it directly at Fook. Uh, Finnick takes out his short bow and aims at the crossbow, aiming to knock it out of his hands. Your arrow flies through the very short span of air and bounces off the crossbow. You hit it, but he's got a pretty good grip on it, so he's not just going to drop it. Uh, Finnick runs toward the bandit, uh, dives toward his shoes, and uh, in a split second ties his shoes together. He's afraid, and he's very concentrated. He's afraid, but he's concentrating very closely on holding the crossbow to Fook's eyes so he doesn't see you down around tying up his shoes. His shoes are now tied. Agata takes her new magic sword and aims to slice the crossbow in half. The sword is its quite a, quite a powerful magical object that this guy has never seen the like of. Uh, it slices, hacks into the crossbow. Doesn't quite get all the way through, but when you follow through, you take the crossbow with you. He now no longer has his crossbow in his hands. Uh, so Maldar casts Tasha's hideous laughter at him and delivers a joke that's going to incapacitate him. Hey, bandit, why can't bandits get puns? Because they always take things literally. You get it? What? Because, like, um... Because you take things, like you, you steal oh, things. I think you meant to put a little comma in there, so that they, they always take things, literally. So yeah, you didn't really punch that one, did you? Well, I mean, I think you still get the point, though, right? Like, isn't Wait, it so he really... steals things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he steals things. Yeah. So it's 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 magically funny. You're supposed to be laughing right now. Damn magic! <laughs> that that was your move. Oh, Maldar will move to the door and try to block his way in case he tries to leave. He the bandit is just confused by what happened. It wasn't even an insult. No, it was a joke. It was going to make him laugh. Was it really bad and that's supposed to hurt him? Why do you have to cast a spell in order to tell a shitty joke? Look, you guys don't understand the intricacies of magic, right? That was a spell? I thought if you were to cast a spell, then it it would just, whatever you said would be super funny to him, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm on this guy's side. You're you're just not funny either. I mean, that's how it's worked in the past. Well, you're lucky that I will not attack an unarmed man. So he is going to immediately try to turn and run. He stumbles a little bit because his shoes are tied, but he is able to uh, sort of shuffle quickly away. He's uh, sidestepping along. He's, he's, move, he's not going to be able to move as far as he would like to. Uh, he moves, but he doesn't. He's 
hoping that there's a back door, so he's going to try to move through the bar. Finnick runs up behind the bandit, sticks his foot out to trip him. Uh, he trips and falls flat on his face in a pile of discarded peanut shells. Should have put your poo bag down there. Well, uh, that's for corpses, really. Is he a corpse yet? Don't put dead bodies in there. It's my bag! <laughs> As the bandit is face down on the ground, Agato walks up to him, places one foot on the back of on his back, and brings her sword to the back of his neck. Don't move. Stay exactly where you are, or you will be headless. All right, all right. We can do this the easy way, okay? Let's just all just it's all just uh. Stop trying to kill old Jimmy here. Uh, if we were trying to kill you, you would be dead. With a foot on his back and a sword at his neck, the bandit is subdued. Our heroes will have to see what they can find when they go into the mind of a bandit. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>